easiest way to explain microbiome? It's the um, complex of single cell organisms that live inside us. Well done. This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, President and CEO of Agronovus Indiana. This is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, the products, innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Our guest today is a brilliant scientific leader whose passion for business and innovation has taken him from leading innovations in human health to completing one of the largest acquisitions in the history of animal health. He's a proven startup CEO, a brilliant public company executive, and now he's leading a new spin-out of animal health juggernaut Elanco focused on microbiome innovation. Welcome, Biomedit CEO Aaron Schott to Ag Bioscience. Thanks, Mitch. It's great to be here. It is great to have you, Aaron. You are now in the CEO seat of a startup after decades in big companies. Uh, help us understand, this is not the first time you've been in the startup CEO right. seat. Give us a little bit of background on the journey of Aaron Schott. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm a scientist originally by training, Mitch. I, I graduated from the University of Illinois with a degree in organic chemistry and joined right away uh, Lilly uh, 31 years ago as a research chemist. And my job back then was to make molecules that I hope someday would be drugs. Um, and um, I always thought I would go back to graduate school of some kind, either medical school or get a PhD or an MBA. Um, and in reality, I learned that Lilly could offer me the kind of education that really would um, teach me what I wanted to know, how to lead an industry better than any academic program. So I stayed. I hung around. And uh, I left the lab after about five years. I moved into roles that were really focused on, instead of being in the business, I was working on the business. Yeah. How do I make R&D better at Lilly? And I really enjoyed a great um, uh, opportunity um, to help lead strategy for R&D at Lilly during a critical period. Um, and that moved, my, moved me across different roles, um, different variety of experiences, uh, culminating with the opportunity to move to Elanco when Elanco was still part of Lilly uh, and lead R&D. And it was the opportunity that I was really looking for. How could I lead an R&D organization at some scale? Mm -hmm. uh, and Elanco uh, created two opportunities, one to do that, but the other was to learn a new business, which for me, um, always learning something new is going to be a passion and a driver. And it was fascinating to not only learn that industry, but then think about what I learned on the human pharma side could yeah. apply to make it better and stronger. Ultimately, it, um, that led to um, Alanco carving out from Alanco or spinning out from Alanco. And I was part of the executive team that took the company public. Uh, and then I was the, the executive leader that really managed both R&D and business development um, at a time where we're, our strategy was to really position Alanco as a leading animal health company, not only from a scale and scope perspective, but from an innovation strategy perspective. I like to think I contributed in that way. And then ultimately it led to a next opportunity at the sort of culmination of what I would call my corporate career, uh, where I retired from Alanco late last year. And then a, a, as a result of uh, other decisions that Alanco was making really joined with uh, leadership at Alanco to envision this concept of a, a carve-out company based on the platform that we had built inside Alanco focused on leveraging microbiome science and animal health. Really an incredible story. And Biomedit really getting traction, getting momentum here early. You just completed a, a, a big raise, a venture capital raise. 
Talk with us a little bit about this combination that created Biometa, the assets and resources of Ginkgo Bioworks, incredible public company out of Boston, along with the assets of Elanco, second largest animal health company in the world. Help us understand what is Biometa and how does it fit into the uh, the other two pieces of those public company puzzle? Sure. You know, Elanco really is the the sponsor or the the the, the birthplace of the platform that uh, that we took out. And it was really uh, started uh, five years ago or so when um, a, the leadership in R&D made a decision that we needed to bet on the microbiome science mm -hmm. as a future opportunity for products focused primarily in livestock, focused primarily on replacing antibiotics. The simple premise was most antibiotics actually were metabolites that came from microorganisms. So mm -hmm. the microorganisms already have the, the, the wherewithal, uh, in essence, to um, defeat pathogens. Um, so let's leverage that in a more safe biological manner, um, sustainable manner, as opposed to a chemically based manner, which we, we've come to know has some limitations, both in terms of what it does in the environment and then also what it does for microbial resistance. So we, we saw a way around, but going back to the source of the, of, of the activity in the first place. What Ginkgo brought us was the idea that we could scale a platform yeah. to leverage this kind of biology at scale in the animal health segment in a way that nobody else had tried before. So they were eager to see how their horizontal cell engineering capabilities could be leveraged into the animal health space in a strategy like the one that Biomedic presented. Such an interesting combination. If you look at two big public companies, innovation at their core, mm -hmm partnering with and creating this really young, hyperspeed focused biomedic, really incredible. You just completed a venture raise. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Best I can tell, one of the largest Series A animal health investments, certainly here in the Midwest, maybe in the country. Tell us more about how the process of raising capital has gone and how are investors reacting to biomedic? Yeah, when we first started on the journey of carving out, we announced back in October, Alanco did, that we would carve out this platform. And the intent was to pursue any angle or any means necessary that could explore partnerships where someone might acquire, an established player might acquire the platform or go the route of, of a startup. Um, ultimately, we entertained ideas around all of those. And it's, it, you know, I equate it, Mitch, to selling a house, right? Mm. Um you, you don't need everybody to like what you're offering. You just need one buyer. So I think our strategy was to find the one unique setup that that actually allowed us to converge both the strategic interest and the capital sources into something that would be unique and scalable. I think you'll recall uh, late in the year is when we started to see signs that the biotech marketplace was going to really struggle. And in essence, raising money for a biotech company, let alone a biotech company in animal health, where there's not a lot of capital, and in the microbiome, where there's still some debate or some doubt about whether it's going to materialize, probably on paper didn't look like the best strategy. But in the end, we only needed to find that one convergent source of interest, and we were able to secure that with, with Ginkgo's help. They have, a, um, in essence, an incubator called Fermentco, mm. where they already have some um, investors uh, in, in sort of in their camp. I was introduced to them by our other investor, Anterra Capital. Anterra is a well-established food and ag investor, very focused in building companies in animal health. And so the, the, the magic happened when the party all got together and saw the possibility of, of really putting a good company together. 
I think the confidence that we gave investors was established leadership, established team, established right. pipeline, established platform. So a lot of the risks they typically enjoy in a Series A were already sort of set aside. Yeah. And now it became how big and how fast can we move with how much money? Really smart. Let's spend some time on risk capital. So yeah, thank you as well for serving as the Agronova CEO in the interim. Always fun to sit with your predecessor and have a conversation okay. like this. So, so really appreciate it. But we, you and I have talked a lot about this idea of risk capital, right. specifically venture capital. And it is a really critical asset to building the economy of the future. Raising capital in the Midwest, so maybe we can set aside animal health, but just right. in general, right. raising capital, venture capital here in the Midwest is is one that is challenging at times. What do you think is needed? As you sit here and you sort of look back from this experience that you had at Agronovus, but your experience more specifically here with Biomedit, what's missing and, and what can be done to really address this capital gap? Yeah. Look, any good venture consists of three things that need to be um you know, in place for it to succeed. One is the source of capital, two is a source of ideas, and three is the source of talent that can prosecute that. The Midwest has a source of talent. There's no question about it. Indiana in particular with Purdue and other universities, we can mount credible founders, scientific leaders, and scientific staff to, to drive a venture. Um, source of ideas comes with that, but we also have great companies that in our case has surplus um, concepts that they could prosecute, but are limited by their own balance sheet to do so. So what the missing ingredient, I think, at scale is really a source of capital. Mm. There's not a dearth of capital in the world. There's an abundance of capital. So the real question is, how do you get it to train its eyes on this opportunity space? Um, and how do you do that in an environment when everybody, the dogma is you got to be on a coast, Right. Um, and uh, you got to you got to be, you know, big bets in areas where nobody would look at you and say that was a dumb idea. Right. Even if it failed later, no one will say that's a dumb idea. So I think what we need to see is some mavericks in the in the private equity space and some mavericks in the venture capital space. Give this a shot. Um, I think what Indiana particularly can do better is trying to find those people and encourage their engagement participation. That's where we can do more and should do more. And certainly part of what I want to do is is be a case study for why that makes sense. Um, but I also think that uh, we, you know, uh, given the pandemic, we sort of right. level the playing field with respect to where people are located. Right. Um, given that a lot of um, biotech bets that were really heady bets two years ago, three years ago, drove a SPAC market that was crazy. Mm -hmm. Now they're looking like they're not faring as well. So hopefully we've got a situation where, you know, people are looking up and looking around and saying, what next? What else? And maybe we can answer their question with what we have here. Well, I think it takes leadership. It takes vision. And it takes, to your point, a maverick uh, right. on, on both sides, on the supply sure. side and the demand side, right? Fair the enough. supply side of, of capital uh, and the demand side of capital. We, we have to figure those out. And Aaron, you have been a pioneer in this space, really innovation, a hallmark of your career one of the principal architects of this whole notion of what's happening at a land co of, of really thinking about external innovation, thinking about spinning out companies. Elenco CEO Jeff Simmons at the Global Economic Summit just last week, week before last, uh, last month, I guess now at this point, uh, shared with us, you know, the third company, the third company is coming out of Elanco or inspired by Elanco. We've had Bell in the pet, or a pet health place. Uh, we've had Athian in the greenhouse gas space, and we've had Biome Edit. Help us understand, you talk about this ecosystem that we have here, and we've got companies really with an abundance of innovation and, and things that are sitting on the balance sheet that, that may be not fully commercialized. 
what opportunity is there? How do we think about creating more of these spinoffs, these Elanco type spinoffs? How do we inspire those in other companies across the state and around the world? Yeah, I think I think in a in a large corporation, it's it's often the case where prioritization decisions are have to be part of how the leadership team executes. Yeah, and I think what sets in once you establish priorities and you basically say a certain number of good ideas um, or um, ideas are set to the side, there's almost this um, um, uh, apathy that sets in that says, well, they must have been bad ideas if they didn't compete internally for resources. I think we have to reject that idea. That's a convenient mm. excuse. And I think what you have to do as, as leaders, particularly R&D leaders, is say, no, it just might not be the right time and right place within this company to do that. But if we unlocked it and unleashed it somewhere else, we could benefit. Now then you have the other adverse selection phenomenon. If it goes off and is successful, then I might look stupid if I let it go. And I think you just got to suppress those urges to look dumb on either side of that decision, right? Dumb for having started in the first place or dumb for letting it go and it succeeds. In the end, you want an abundance of innovation and um, good businesses find a way to get the value out of it, right? Yeah. Whether or not they're going to capture all the value, the, the, I think the craziest thing they can do is make it worth nothing, right? By doing nothing with it. So I'd rather have some percentage of many things than a dominant percentage of a few things, if you ask me, given that the risk and uncertainty is part of the game. One of my favorite pieces of advice you've ever given me is we have to maximize for minimum regret. Right. And that is a, <laughs> that is a- Actually minimize the maximum regret. Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes, yeah. yes. Well done. Yeah, yeah, see, I've already screwed it up. Uh, it's perfect. <laughs> but it's it's so true, right? We, mm -hmm. we, have to, we have to think, okay, not optimize for the downside. Right optimize for the upside. And that is a fundamental shift, I think, for many as we think through what can be possible in this economy. Last question, Aaron. Uh, Biometa, off to a strong start. We've talked about what's happening. What's next? Yeah. So Biometa is obviously a, a post-Series A company. If you think about what we need to do, we need to prove we belong, right? Mm. That we've established ourselves. Now, we've got a good starting point because we've got good assets and great people. I've got you know 20 employees already, including myself. And so we're not we're not in that phase where we have to build too aggressively. We have something that we can execute. So it's really finding that discipline of execution. We're in a lower friction or almost a frictionless environment compared to being in Elanco. So the great news about that is you can move freely around. The bad news about that is you can slide right off the edge if you're not careful. So we've got to put some controls in place and some discipline in place. At the same time, we got to get our story out there. we got to make sure pe people appreciate that this just wasn't something Elanco gave up on but it's really something that Lanco believes in and just found a different way to do it with Ginkgo's help and with the backing of, of key investors. And of course, that leads to hopefully some near-term milestones around progress in the pipeline or some partnerships um, that reflect that progress in the pipeline, but also setting up for a next series of, of funding. Uh, we, we, we are not a company that's ready to be um, uh, uh, publicly financed. We're going to be private finance. And we, we may try to enjoy that status for as long as we can, given market conditions. So our jo my job as a CEO is to always be on the lookout for opportunities to partner, raise money, or drive the business in a profitable direction um, with, with great focus and speed. So that's really, that's the trick. Speed counts. Yep. Speed counts. He is Aaron Schott, CEO of Biometa. Aaron, just a delight to see you. Thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah, great to be with you, Mitch. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. Get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this 
by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can always access our entire library of archived episodes. You can always learn more as well online at agronovisindiana.com. And on behalf of the entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier, thanking you for listening. We'll see you again real soon. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick and produced by Kayla Chittister and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.